Yeah, there's a bunch of things in it. We're up to episode 29, and there's a lot of things that have turned into recurring topics and themes that were far from intentional when I started doing this. And one of them is how few people are using the things they specifically learned. Really, things maybe are more about an experience. And as a result, you know, if, if we're learning through our experience, we're sort of building character, building general skills, despite the fact we might forget some of the specific knowledge, say five or 10 years later, or whatever it may be then maybe we should be thinking more purposefully about the experience and the opportunities that we provide through education rather than the, the core content. You know, the curriculum itself maybe should be taking a backseat to some of the other things we're doing, at least in terms of the feedback I'm hearing on this podcast. So that brings us to the idea of a gap year, right? Which is yeah. almost entirely focused on an experience. So if you're finishing high school and you're maybe unsure about college or still trying to find a path or I mean there's a lot of different reasons for that you know and and we just discussed some of that in episode I think 27 uh, on this podcast that there's a lot of different reasons a student might look into a gap year but currently with the uncertainty about the fall with closures colleges going online and all that um, whatever concerns or questions students may have had last year, the year before, we can multiply that by, you know, 10 or maybe 50 in yeah. terms of what people are thinking about now. So in regard to the idea of learning from experience or taking advantage of those opportunities, what is the boost your program and how does that maybe compare to the tr- more traditional gap year experience? Yeah, I would say, I think it's really valuable what you do with your students and that sharing with them that, you know, it's important to know what you might want out of higher ed before committing to going into it. And I think that, you know, I mentioned that I really wish I had thought more about it because I think I would have gotten more tangible skills out of undergrad. What we're trying to do with the boost program is share with students the most linear path from where they are to how to get to their first job. And for many professions, that does mean a higher ed education, but just not for all of them. And, you know, what we were finding at Kaplan Street Research we were doing is that an alarming percentage of students were entering the workforce in jobs that they didn't actually have to have had a higher ed degree in order to do so. That doesn't mean that they didn't want to get them, but for students who are concerned about student debt and for students who aren't necessarily thinking through the financial ramifications of their higher ed decision, you know, it's an important inflection moment to take. What is it that I want to get out of my higher ed journey and how will that set me up on a path for success for my first job? And so this moment in time, because so many students have won, their families have been financially impacted, by what's going on with the pandemic, or two, their university is gonna be online in the fall, so they're thinking about whether or not they wanna show up as a traditional freshman in college because of that, or maybe even both, we're in a unique space where the gap year is something everybody's talking about. With that said, the traditional gap year before all of this happened was something that a student would elect into if they wanted to travel or take some time off after getting a little burnt out with a difficult senior year or do some volunteering, but it was very largely location and travel based. And the gap year market wasn't very massive prior to this. It was sub 100,000 students domestically. Now, there's a lot of students who are thinking about not going straight into higher ed in the fall, but I don't think that's a one-to-one for saying they're taking a gap year. I think the way to think about this fall is students are taking a beat and they are reflecting on the best way to create their higher ed experience. And I think what we're going to see is the outcome of this whole moment in time is that traditional college is no longer going to look like a four years all in the same institution for students. It's going to be a curated group of activities, some of which are online, some of which may be in person, 
maybe across a couple of different schools, and that will equal the sum of the student's higher ed experience. And where we're positioning Boost is on that first step, that first moment of reflection. So the program is specifically designed for students who are at the bridge between high school and college, and they're saying to themselves, huh, maybe I should take some time to think about what I want to be when I grow up, and in doing so, I can then spend my money on higher ed a little bit more wisely, because I'll be going there knowing what skills I'm trying to achieve and what career path I'm hoping to go down. That's great. And it leads to a couple of tough questions, though, about either college itself or maybe even what we're doing in high school, though, right? Because I think a big part of what people think or hope that we're doing in high school is helping students identify their strengths, their weaknesses, their interests, mm-hmm. so that you have the sense of where to go. But as we know, people don't. Um, you know, I think the number fluctuates. So I think the average undergraduate changes their major like two and a half times. Exactly. Yeah. I mean like, you know, some people don't change at all, but then you have the people who change five times. And so your average ends up somewhere between two and three changes. And that's, you know, not necessarily a bad thing, but that's a huge risk. Potentially if you don't already have the money for college, you know, you don't want to be changing your mind in the middle of a, of a hefty loan, you know, what is the boost year program? Like what would a student do? What, what do your students expect if they enroll? Yes, well, great, great question. So it is a online 14 week program comprised of three units, which helps students assess, explore, and discover potential career paths that they might wanna navigate in their adult life. And what's great is that the program, which takes about 20 hours a week, has asynchronous components to it, meaning independent work that you do on your own, and then synchronous events as well, which means live lectures and classes that you take amongst a cohort of like-minded peers and where you receive instructions as a live group. What we do in the program is we show different career paths through the voices and through the stories of people who currently have those jobs today. So we're working with leading companies, not to just say, this is what it's like to be a, and then insert the career, but to show you to get to interact with them, to give you feedback on the work that you're doing. So imagine it as you know a series of case studies that you get to play out in real life. And instead of you know reading about the conclusion of the case study at the end, you get to talk to the people at the company who had to deliver that work. So it's not exactly like a virtual externship because the students won't be working for the company, but they get to almost like extern or intern vicariously through someone who's already there sort of, I mean, is that an appropriate way to think about it? Like, cause in the internship externship experience, you're actually there and working. You could obviously still move that online. And so you could be still doing the work, but in this case, it's maybe more observational than application. I mean, is that, is that a fair understanding? The fair understanding it's taking the boost program isn't about getting an A plus because you answered all the questions to the case correctly. It's about do you better understand yourself? Do you better understand skills that you're good at? And do you have a good sense of direction of where you want to learn in the future in order to acquire more skills? So it's not about, like I said, getting an A plus on the exam. It's about having, you know, an A plus in terms of reflection. And then the end of the course, the apply section is around getting a customized pathway program for you to move forward. So you work with our advisors to navigate based on how you've assessed and based how you've explored throughout our company partners. Now, what do you want to do with it? Do you want to apply for a university? Do you want to pick out the major or the courses within the university you're already enrolled in? Do you want to take an alternative path and seek opportunities within a boot camp? or other online programs. The idea is that it's personalized because, you know, to your point earlier, 
not all students should go to higher ed. Many students should, many should not. And no one path forward is right for every student. So it's important you take this time to figure out what the right path forward is for you. Okay, and so I'm, I'm trying to put it into context for say other things that I'm familiar with or you know companies that I've looked at a little bit. So something maybe along the same lines would be maybe the traditional AmeriCorps experience, which is sort of your domestic Peace Corps. Now they're still operating and they still have some actual jobs available, but that's very much an, an active participation. They're, they have moved some things online, but they do still have some community outreach across the country. So, but that's more of a hands-on experience. There are companies like Year On, which I think is based in California. Domini's mm-hmm. based somewhere in the Northeast. There's, a, there's actually one or two that have popped up in the DC area recently, but most of them focus, and, and, and most of them are also trying to create an online program or already have, have recently, but most of those are still focused on, on maybe more like the internship experience. So even in those programs that are not travel-based, they're work-based. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you see as the benefit of the boost year that is more through that case study observation, as opposed to some of those other programs that are more sort of, you know, active involvement? You're essentially employed, though it, AmeriCorps might give you a stipend. Most of them you're paying to work, not being paid. What do you think is the benefit or why might some students prefer the case study model to the more active participation from some of the others? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think the way that I think about the Boost program is it's less a gap year program and more a um, glorified internship program, if you will. And it's a better internship program than you get otherwise. Because oftentimes when you're doing hands-on work as an entry-level intern, you don't really get to see the full picture of all the inner workings of the company. And you might not get access to senior level executives. And you don't understand the complexity of problems at you know the layers above you. While the Boost program program isn't actually doing tangible work for the company, it is giving you that exciting bird's eye view of everything that goes on and how all the different layers work together. So it is access to um, executives and it's access to problems and thinking that happens at a company that typically isn't available to, you know, the entry level employee or student. Yeah, so so kind of like the um, appetizer sampler, so to speak. You get a couple bites of different things, you know, try out and, and see different companies. I know you said that it's customizable, which is great. What do you expect to be sort of the normal experience in terms of like how many companies might a student get to observe and work with? Are we talking you pick one, you pick five? Like what, what can a student really expect and accomplish in the time of approximately a semester? The goal is that they're going to be able to pick two different career paths that they navigate um, multi-levels throughout. And then in addition to that, they'll understand the skills that permeate across all of those um, two career paths, but other career paths that are highlighted in the program. And you're going to get the opportunity to interact with three to four companies during unit two. So it's a pretty broad level of exposure. You'll obviously go deeper with some companies than other. We do have one premier company partner that we're going to be able to talk to a little bit later that makes out the bulk of unit two, but you do get guest appearances from other executives at companies um, exterior to that one premier partner. So you can really see how things might be different at a technology first versus a you know manufacturing first versus a in-person company versus a fully remote company. 